The following is a presentation of Tomorrow's World. In 2008, there were more than 230,000 marriages registered in England and Wales. In Australia, there were more than 120,000 registered marriages in 2009. And in the United States, there were nearly 2.1 million marriages in 2009. And in China, the world's most populous nation, 11.46 million marriages were registered in 2009. But how many of these marriages will end up in divorce? How many of these marriages will last a lifetime? Weddings are joyous occasions, and marriage can be one of the most fulfilling and joyous experiences in the entire world. Young men and women find common interests and goals in their courtship. The marriage commitment leads to a family or community wedding to witness that commitment. The family is the foundation of any society. A successful marriage is a joy to the extended family as well as to a community. But marriage can also present challenging problems. And if the problems are not solved, marriage can be most painful. My friends, there are proven strategies to encourage a more loving relationship. How can you improve your marriage? How can you ensure a successful marriage? You need to know the strategies and the keys to enrich your marriage. Stay tuned. Warm greetings to all our friends around the world. As a minister, I've had the privilege of conducting numerous marriages over the years. A typical wedding might include words such as, There can be no more joyous ceremony than this we now enter. Marriage is a natural union, but a divine institution ordained of God. It was established not by man, but by the eternal God at creation and derives its authority from the divine laws of God, immutable and unchangeable. Yes, a wedding is a joyous occasion, often accompanied with music, flowers, family, and friends. Marriage is one of the most important events in a person's life, and a formal public commitment begins a lifetime together. The bride and groom may even say traditional words such as, for better, for worse for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health, until death do us part. My friends, marriage and family are the foundation of any civilization, but a successful marriage requires loving care, concern, and service. On today's program, we'll briefly discuss five ways to enrich your marriage, and we'll be offering you an inspiring free booklet titled, God's Plan for Happy Marriage. Be sure to write down the number on your screen to order your free copy. You can also order your free copy on our website at tomorrowsworld.org. My friends, true Christians must actively encourage loving family relationships. The family is the foundation of any society. And a stable, successful marriage contributes toward a strong, stable civilization. 
When a man and woman marry, they enter into a covenant and a commitment. But sadly, many do not keep their commitments. If you're planning for a marriage, are you thoroughly prepared? And if you are married, how are you doing with your commitment? And how are marriages doing nationally? Are they stable? Are they successful? The divorce rate can give us an indication. In 2009, in the United States, there were 6.8 marriages and 3.4 divorces for every 1,000 people, according to U.S. government figures. That's about one divorce for every two marriages. Compare this to Australia, which that year reported a lower marriage rate, but also a lower divorce rate, with 5.5 marriages and 2.3 divorces per thousand. In Australia, there were about 2.4 marriages for every divorce. These statistics do not forebode well for the stability of our Western civilization. But you can apply strategies for a successful marriage. You can enrich your marriage. And if you're currently engaged or considering marriage, you want to request our free booklet, God's Plan for Happy Marriage. And you may want to share these inspiring principles with friends or relatives planning a marriage in the near future. Let's understand, it may not be easy, but the effort can lead to great rewards and a loving relationship. Now, let's consider five ways to enrich your marriage. The first key to enrich your marriage is... Give 100% to your mate. The old saying, marriage is a 50-50 proposition, is totally wrong. Upscale, modern, enlightened professionals may say, independence is a priority. We'll intellectually agree to work together, but I'll still reserve my personal escape route in case things don't work out right. But true love is giving without expecting anything in return. If you have your Bible... Turn to Acts 20, verse 35. The Apostle Paul stated, And remember the words of the Lord Jesus, that he said, It is more blessed to give than to receive. Or as the Moffat translation states, It is happier to give than to get. When two people both give 100%, you have a strong bond, a strong overlap that is going to guarantee flexibility and the ability to cope with crisis and problems. See what happens when both are giving 100%, but the 50-50 proposition is a built-in weak link in your relationship. One of the greatest gifts you can give is your time. Some years ago, when I was very active in sports, I tended to shortchange my wife in spending time together. I still remember the time when I determined to give my time to her in some special activity that would please her. She wanted to go canoeing. That was not my favorite activity, but we went canoeing on an East Texas lake on a Sunday afternoon, surrounded by pine trees, blue skies, waterfowl, and peace. What I considered a sacrifice of my time led to an enriched relationship with my wife. She enjoyed the activity and appreciated my effort. As Jesus said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Do you express affection to your husband or wife? Simple hugs and kisses when you leave for work and when you return are important. I once read a report from a German insurance company that concluded men who kiss their wives every day are less prone to accidents and are generally more successful financially than men who do not kiss their wives every day. So I made sure to kiss my wife every morning before leaving for work. 
One day I forgot and backed my car into a tree. Needless to say, I make sure I kiss my wife every morning. My friends, make a commitment to give more than you have in the past. Be determined to find ways to give to your mate. Then you won't be so frustrated, and God will bless you in your relationship. As Jesus said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Key number one to enrich your marriage is give 100% to your mate. Key number two to enrich your marriage is fulfill your God-given responsibilities. God has given important responsibilities to husbands and wives. Listen, Ephesians 5, verse 25. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as the Lord does the church. God commands me as a husband to love my wife. I must give account to God for my attitude, service, and commitment to my wife. Notice that God does not give all kinds of escape clauses. He does not say, if your wife is perfect, then you love her. No, God commands you to love your wife. That's your responsibility. As we saw in key number one, you need to give 100% to your wife. Now, what does God instruct the wives? Ephesians 5, verse 22. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is head of the wife, as also Christ is head of the church and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Again, ladies, God does not say that you submit only to the perfect husband. I don't know of any perfect husbands. Only Christ is perfect. But listen, as each of us fulfills his or her God-given responsibilities, God will bless the marriage even more. Notice what the Apostle Paul wrote in the previous verse, Ephesians 5 and verse 21. He wrote that all Christians must maintain a thankful attitude, and notice this, submitting to one another in the fear of God. As husband and wife, you each have this responsibility to each other. Key number two to enrich your marriage is fulfill your God-given responsibilities. We'll continue with more ways to enrich your marriage in the next part of our program. But first, I'd like to offer you this inspiring free booklet, God's Plan for Happy Marriage. This booklet will give you more strategies and principles than we have time for on this program. They are time-tested principles because they are based on the Creator's instruction book, the Bible. Here are some of the keys and principles that will help you. Build a God-centered marriage. Heartfelt communication learn to forgive, and romance is vital. This free booklet will give you the biblical keys to a happy marriage, and it will help you improve and enrich your marriage. It's free of charge, and there's no obligation. So pick up the telephone right now and request your free copy of God's Plan for Happy Marriage. Just ask for the booklet on happy marriage. You can also order this free booklet on our website at tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write to us at one of our regional addresses.
to receive this program's offer absolutely free. Or if you would like more information, visit our website online at tomorrowsworld.org. Once again, that's tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write us at the address shown. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. In the first part of our program, we discuss the first two ways to enrich your marriage. Key number one to enrich your marriage was give 100% to your mate. The second key to enrich your marriage was fulfill your God-given responsibilities. There's no room for selfishness in marriage when husbands and wives are dedicated to giving 100% to fulfill their responsibilities to each other. Commenting on the problem of selfishness, Dr. John A. Schindler stated, quote, The only person capable of true affection is the person who can forget himself and his own immediate interest while he places the welfare and interest of someone else foremost. When both husband and wife can do that, they will have no domestic nor sexual trouble, end of quote. Earlier in the program, we read Ephesians 5.21, emphasizing that we need to be submitting to one another in the fear of God. This converted, humble attitude leads to the third important strategy. Key number three to enrich your marriage is honor and respect your mate. Do you really value your mate? Do you respect him or her as a human being made in the image of God? Turn in your Bible to Philippians 2 and verse 3. Listen to God's instruction regarding our relationship with others. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. That doesn't mean you must respect every bad quality or bad habit of your mate, but look for his or her positive values. Or, if you've been abusing your mate physically or verbally, you need to repent. You need to humble yourself before God and ask his forgiveness. And you need to apologize to your mate as well. I know personally... It's sometimes very difficult to say, I'm sorry, but it can go a long way in healing and restoring a relationship. How patient are you with your family? Patience is a way of expressing love, as it states in the love chapter, 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 in the NIV. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Read that chapter, 1 Corinthians 13. Pray that God will give you the ability to live by those qualities of patience and kindness. Pray that you can grow in those qualities. Do you honor your mate? 
As you find ways of honoring and respecting your mate, you will help to enrich your marriage. Turn in your Bible to 1 Peter 3 and verse 7. Here God gives vital instructions to husbands. Husbands, likewise dwell with them with understanding, giving honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers may not be hindered. How do you demonstrate honor and respect to your husband or your wife? There are many ways, such as giving special gifts, listening carefully, expressing thanks, and using common courtesy in your words and the tone of your voice, and expressing affection frequently. Keep in mind that you and your mate are heirs together of the grace of life. It's vital to understand how God values every human being, and that includes your mate, regardless of your opinion of him or her. Every human being on earth has the potential of being born into the divine family of God as a glorified, immortal child of God. The Apostle Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 6 and verse 18, I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Always be conscious of your mate's awesome potential. Key number three for enriching your marriage is honor and respect your mate. Now, the fourth strategy is also very basic and very fundamental, and you probably already know how important it is, and that is the principle of communication. Key number four to enrich your marriage is communicate in love. How often do couples tune one another out in their conversations? Effective communication means effective listening as well as speaking. We should listen for understanding. Try to understand the other person's point of view. Try to understand the other person's feelings and needs. Demonstrate respect by giving your full attention. The Apostle Paul gives us a fundamental principle in communicating effectively in Ephesians 4 and verse 15. But speaking the truth in love, we may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ. Some people speak the truth in hate, but a Christian who is maturing in Christ will be concerned for the effect of his words and message on the listener. When you talk with your husband or your wife, do you demonstrate concern and care? Do you communicate respect? Certainly, we need to be patient with one another. Remember 1 Corinthians 13, 4. Love suffers long and is kind. As we read earlier, the NIV states it this way. Love is patient. Love is kind. Be conscious in your conversations to speak the truth in love. In our fast-paced life, husbands and wives may be going in different directions and hardly have time to speak to one another. Some studies have shown that many couples average less than 20 minutes a week in conversation. But there's a way to capitalize on the brief time you have together, and that is the four-minute contact rule. In their book, Contact, the First Four Minutes, Dr. Leonard Zunin and his wife Natalie Zunin state this, quote, The success or failure of a marriage can depend on what happens between a husband and wife during just eight minutes of the day, four in the morning upon awakening, and four when you are reunited after the working day, end of quote. Learn to express a positive, loving attitude for the first four minutes you're together at the beginning of the day. Make a special effort to communicate in love. Sometimes couples get into the habit of arguing. 
You can almost predict the provocation and the response because it's happened so many times. Suppose you are arguing with your wife. The same old argument is taking shape. She says, John, you are stuck up, obnoxious, arrogant, and vain. The common response is to come back with an even more hurtful insult. But notice the antidote for this situation in the book of Proverbs. Proverbs 15 and verse 1. A soft answer turns away wrath. You could respond with a soft answer such as, Well, I'm sorry that I gave you that impression. Sometimes I use even a more simple response to a criticism such as, Thank you. That soft answer will often diffuse the same old argument you've had dozens of times. On the other hand, the rest of Proverbs 15.1 goes on to warn us, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Use a soft answer the next time an argument begins in your home. Key number four to enrich your marriage is communicate in love. The final and fifth key will go a long way to reconcile, nurture, and heal a relationship. We'll discuss that in the conclusion of our program. But first, I'd like to offer you this inspiring free booklet, God's Plan for Happy Marriage. This booklet will help you in your study of the Bible and its principles for marital success. Perhaps some of your friends or relatives will be married soon. This booklet can give help in a new marriage as well as a long-established one. It's free of charge and there's no obligation. Here are some of the keys and principles that will help you. Build a God-centered marriage. Heartfelt communication. Learn to forgive. And romance is vital. This inspiring free booklet and its principles and examples will help you and your mate to grow in godly love toward one another. So pick up the telephone right now and request your free copy of God's Plan for Happy Marriage. Just ask for the booklet on Happy Marriage. You can also order this booklet on our website at tomorrowsworld.org or you can write to us at one of our regional offices. To receive this program's offer absolutely free, or if you would like more information, visit our website online at tomorrowsworld.org. Once again, that's tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write us at the address shown. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. Marriage and family can be one of the most joyous and fulfilling dimensions in life. On today's program, we've briefly discussed four strategies for enriching your marriage. Number one, give 100% to your mate. Number two, fulfill your God-given responsibilities. Number three, honor and respect your mate. And number four, communicate in love. The fifth and final key is extremely important. Key number five to enrich your marriage is pray together. Now, I realize you may be married to an unbeliever, in which case you simply need to pray every day for him or her and pray for your marriage. 
Strive to be a Christian example to your mate. 1 Peter 3 gives instructions to wives who have unconverted husbands. 1 Peter 3 and verse 1. Wives, likewise, be submissive to your own husbands, that even if some do not obey the word, they without a word may be won by the conduct of their wives. Your loving, giving Christian example can go a long way toward positively influencing your husband. Notice the emphasis is on the conduct, not on trying to argue your mate into your religion. Now, if both you and your mate personally pray, try praying together. I normally begin the prayer and after a short while nudge my wife. And after her prayer, I'll conclude our praying together. It's amazing how many intimate and personal thoughts come out in our prayers. In that way, we're sharing with one another and with our God. One of my wife's favorite expressions is, let's pray about that. I appreciate her willingness to involve God in our marriage and in our life together. We all need to acknowledge God in our Savior in every aspect of our lives, as it tells us in Proverbs 3 and verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. Ask God to help you apply these principles in your own life. Remember, you cannot force your bait to change. You can only change yourself. But your example of love and service can have a very positive influence on your mate. You cannot do it on your own. You need the help of your Savior. As the Apostle Paul said in Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. May God bless you, your marriage, and your family as you strive to live by his word. There are many more effective strategies and biblical keys to improving and enriching your marriage. Be sure to request our inspiring and informative booklet, God's Plan for Happy Marriage. It's free of charge and there's no obligation. This helpful booklet gives you God's perspective and the spiritual and practical keys to enrich the most intimate of human relationships. You can improve your marriage, enrich your marriage, and even save your marriage. Just pick up the telephone right now and request your free copy of God's Plan for Happy Marriage. This booklet will also be very helpful to those preparing for a wedding. Just call the number on your screen or contact us through our website, tomorrowsworld.org. Just request the Happy Marriage booklet. We invite you to join us every week on Tomorrow's World. Roderick Meredith and I will continue to share with you the teachings of Jesus Christ and the exciting end-time prophecies and their meaning. We also invite you to join our colleagues, Wallace Smith and Rod King. They'll continue to give you special perspectives and insight on vital biblical topics. So be sure to join us again here next week at the same time. To receive this program's offer absolutely free, or if you would like more information, visit our website online at tomorrowsworld.org. Once again, that's tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write us at the address shown.
to view today's program, order the free literature offered, or for more information on today's vital subject, visit us online at www.tomorrowsworld.org. The preceding program is produced by the Living Church of God.